Hello and welcome to a special episode of the Stolen Droids podcast, episode number 364. I'm, I'm Donner. <laughs> and we end it on a complete screw up. I got confused because Neon Cat started blaring in my ear. <laughs> oh, it is the final episode. This is Schmitty, Zoner, and Zook, um, the three co-founders of StolenDroids.com and uh, the Stolen Droids podcast. Actually, guess not StolenDroids.com, huh? That was Schmitty and I. Yeah. Yeah. No, I, I, I was involved in it that day. I don't remember you, Zoner. <laughs> Just kidding. That's, that's fine. I, I don't seem to remember that either. Um, all right. Well, yeah. I I actually remember it very well, so I'm I'm glad nobody else does. You're like this. Good thing we're not having to testify in court because you suckers would lose. Reject your reality and substitute my own. <laughs> that was the day my wife almost left me because I said I was going to start a podcast. <laughs> all right. Um, let's get right into this, shall we? We do have kind of a nostalgia throwback here, but we'll wait till later in the show. We actually have headlines. We have a job to do right up till the end. You know, we do have uh, people commenting on Facebook, though, wondering if this is actually our final episode. Yeah, um, I guess these are people who are a little bit behind on their episodes, because we talk about it in our last episode. And um, Yes, yeah. we are not trolling. This is not a April Fool's joke, although that would be a pretty epic April Fool's we joke. We have never done an April Fool's joke. And we never We work. have not. Hey, before we get any uh, further, let's give a huge shout out to our friends over at trekradio.net, who were the first internet radio station ever to uh, play us on their airwaves back when we used to have Daft Punk as our opening, um, who live streamed our 50th episode. Our friends over at kryptonradio.com, Gene, who reached out to us and has probably supported us more than anyone else and uh, has always been there. Um, just wonderful people can't t- say enough about them uh to our friends over at radio kscr joe we love you um we ran into her at oh the new media expo from the very first time we were ever nominated for a podcast award we ran into her there and she's been a big fan of ours ever since and we've been a big fan of hers and uh from the newest friends over at geek factor radio who i've never met that's okay i have and they're great guys they are great guys. Um, yeah. Also, shout out to our old friends at Open Book Audio, uh, who, well, they hooked us up with audiobooks and interviews, actually. We got quite a few celebrities through them um, from our former friends. I shouldn't say that. That sounds mean. Not former friends, but former sponsors and friends at 4814 uh, Web Hosting, who believed in us enough to host us for free for quite a few years in response for just dropping their name. Um that yeah. helps out quite a bit there when we had no funds to speak of. Yeah, we've come a long way. And then, you know, you stop and you think about the different people that we've met. You know, people like Larry Correa, the author, New York Times bestseller, um, Lisa Foyles, Whitney Avalon, Kristen Nedipak. Jonathan mean, Colton. Jonathan Colton. We have had amazing, yeah. Amazing opportunities because of this show, and it has it has been fabulous. And that's not even to mention all the celebrities that we've been able to meet at places like Comic Con, Salt Lake Comic Con. Um, you mean? Yes, Salt Lake Comic Con. What are they going to be? Salt Lake? No, because it was Salt Lake Comic Con. Yeah, we met them so at Salt Lake was... Comic Con, and this is our last episode. So what are they going to do? <laughs> <laughs> 
but no, I mean, we've, uh, we've made some good relationships with those guys over there. You know, Jared Phillips has been wonderful, the actor and producer. Uh, we've become friends with him and his, his wonderful wife. And it's just, it's amazing the stuff that we've been able to do. And it's, it's all because people kept listening. So thank you. Yep. Yep. All right. Um, well, let's jump right into this because it's kind of funny here, the, the week we end this on and how it compares to everything else we've talked about. First off, Cambridge Analytica. These guys who ruined everything. They are why we can't have nice things. Or is it Facebook is why we can't have nice things? It's everyone. Everyone is the reason we can't have nice things. Humanity sucks. Is that what you're saying? Yes. <laughs> so they were... Okay, so they stole 50 million people's worth of data. They either stole it from us or they stole it from Facebook. One or the uh, one way or the other, it was stolen. Okay, uh, Facebook told them you have to delete it. You have to delete all of it. Oh no no no! We'll we'll do that. We'll do that. Well, they didn't. And then it came to light that they didn't, and that this had been done, and it hit the news, and that's where all this started. Well, since then and now, they have once again said we will delete it. It's deleted. We know this was a huge screw up. We're deleting it right now. Except it's still not totally done because it's. Some people have found out, um, specifically one very specific news source in Colorado. Channel 4 News. Channel 4 News in (laughs) in Colorado, yeah, has found that there is um, still hundreds of thousands of Colorado residents who are still on that database. By the way, the image they have there, the the thumbnail (laughs) image, that lady looks entirely just... Nonplussed. Just, I mean, she doesn't seem to care one bit either that she's on camera or that they're talking about her stolen information. <laughs> What's Facebook? May- maybe she just has a sense of def- being defeated. Maybe. <laughs> why even she try? She knows. Yeah, I mean, why even try? Uh, I mean, Facebook is too big to fail. Would the government even let Facebook fail? Oh, man. I know you're saying that. Probable out of your your libertarian hyperbole, but man, it, I think it's pronounced hyperbole. <laughs> listen, it's, it's the epitome of hyperbole. <laughs> it, listen, okay, the the applique I have <laughs> says that it's hyperbole. Well, you know, you're just being banal, right? I now, am so. my banal applique. Oh, geez, that sounds What's like going on? some sex toy. <laughs> yeah, there's all these people who who are just now tuning in to our final episode uh, for the first time, and they're like, I don't even know what the hell these people are talking about. It is about. time I'm to just- pull out every single inside joke from the last seven years. <laughs> sausage. Well, oh, there we go. Keep your sausage Basically, away. what we're saying here is that basically, Facebook basically stole everyone's information. <laughs> Shmitty is about to lose it. <laughs> Yeah, you know, though, would would Facebook be allowed to go out of business? Yeah, I would let them. You think? Yeah, I think so. I would love. I would love to see it, but I, I think their social media side would be allowed to go out of business. I think they're because they actually provide more services than people think. Everyone figures, oh, it's where I play Candy Crush, or it's where Grandma posts those conspiracy videos. Um, but they actually provide a lot of network infrastructure as well. 
Well, and let's not forget all the data mining that they do. Right. That's Um, very useful. And then provide to political people for nefarious uses. Yeah. Um, We can't live without that. I I miss... Hold on, let me move these things around here, because this is kind of hilarious. So, as if this is helping things, Facebook has said that their advertising arm will now no longer allow third-party data providers... Um, to provide information that they're going to do it all in house. You know, companies like Experian. <laughs> that's not, dude, that's not a data aggregator. That's a credit bureau. They were pulling information from the credit bureaus and other companies to help supplement their own information on us. So wow. when people say, oh, well, geez, what could my Facebook data possibly contain? You know, what, some videos that I uploaded, some pictures of my cat, you know, that time I checked in at Chipotle. Um, so what? Well, the problem is, is that Facebook evidently has been pulling information from everywhere else about you as well. Remember, what was a couple of years ago when we recorded on the offline information that they get on you? Yeah. I remember that. I'm trying to remember. I don't. We we, we talked about recall. how they pull in information about your offline habits as well and assign it to you. So even someone like Schmitty, who never logs into Facebook, he still has an entry in Facebook's data. So let's say he's number one thousand three hundred and thirty-seven. Okay, that's a great number. Yeah, I like it. So he's he's number one thousand three hundred thirty-seven, and thirteen thirty-seven hasn't logged in in forever. But we know he lives here, and we know he drives here, and we know he buys here. And in fact, he was at this restaurant just last week because we pulled this from everything else. And he's applying for a new home loan because we're evidently pulling from the credit bureaus. And, you know. That's right. I, I remember yeah, that. Man. So, um, wow, Facebook, don't do us any favors by uh, cleaning up your advertising act. We, Wow, what do we owe you for that? Yeah, they're kind of scumbags. Yes. Well, um it gets even better because you know when you go to record a video to stream it on Facebook or to upload it to Facebook and then you think, oh, no, that one's dumb of me or I'm blinking or maybe I'm drunk and I shouldn't post that or maybe that's really inappropriate. I'll just hit cancel. Interesting fact, those videos aren't stored on your phone because you never finished saving them. Other interesting fact, it turns out they're still stored on Facebook. Videos that were never published that people hit cancel on are still stored on Facebook. And you can go and download your information right now in this gigantic zip file, and people are finding tons of unpublished and deleted videos still in there. That's crazy. If I delete something, I want it deleted. Gosh dang it. <laughs> right. Get off my lawn. Yeah, you know, that that's one thing that really bugs me. And we see this with other websites and stuff. Like, my daughter was filling out some stuff for a cruise. And my wife said, I'll just use your dad's information. Well, she never actually finished the process. But everything that, they, that she had entered, they had. And I was getting calls from the cruise line the next day. Why didn't you finish booking your cruise? <laughs> Because I wasn't ready to finish booking my cruise. Leave me the heck alone. Uh, 
But if if other websites are doing that, you know Facebook is doing it. You know Google is probably doing it. I love the fact that I can Google um, where's a good place for pizza near me, right? And the results that I pull up in Google are pizzerias near me. Mm-hmm. That's intentional. I Google that expecting that result, wanting that result even. What's always yes. weirded me out is then when I'm next on Facebook – I'm getting Facebook ads for pizzas. For pizzas. <laughs> it's like I didn't search yeah, you for I, that. I mean, there's that story about the guy who was talking about cat food mm-hmm. for like a week just to, and we talked it we reported about this. He didn't own any cats. He, he was just He the didn't experiment. own any cats, but he did it to verify if Facebook was listening and sure enough Facebook was listening through his phone. It's crazy. Yeah. They they've Allegedly, since stopped doing that, but or allegedly or admitting it. <laughs> now you just notice little ads that say, "Hey, your neighbor is talking about cat food. Would you like a cat?" <laughs> they just don't. It's they crazy. just don't advertise so specifically anymore. So, but uh, before we start talking about uh, just how big the damage is here, this was almost my favorite this week, but Mozilla. Um, who, the company who makes Firefox actually released a new plugin that I've installed and I've been using it and it's awesome. It's called a container and it's the Facebook container. You click on it and if you use Firefox, it installs automatically and it works completely without any input from you. It signs you out of every location of Facebook on your computer on that instance, completely signs you out and clears the cache and cookies of anything Facebook. And then... Whenever you click on a Facebook link or open Facebook, you notice that that tab is highlighted blue. It's in its own container. It is completely cut off from any outside browsing, shopping, anything else. Anything else you're doing on the web at any time does not interact with your Facebook data. That's pretty cool. Now, of course, that has its limitations. If you find a link that you really like and share it manually on Facebook, then obviously they know that that you were there. That you were there. <laughs> but it's it's kind of cool, actually. Yeah. yeah. You know, I did I did think of a scenario where um, Facebook listening on your f- phone's mic would help you out. Um, say for instance, uh, someone in your neighborhood is talking about robbing you and Facebook is listening to them. So they start, um, serving you up ads for security locks. Hey, you might want to buy the security lock. No, you really might want to. You also may not want to be home tomorrow <laughs> night. <laughs> that I, I could see that, but at the same time that becomes incredibly big brotherish, Right. <laughs> but that's, that's exactly what facebook is right now yeah they they have integrated themselves into every aspect of our lives yeah yeah well so here's a number that's a first for us two trillion i remember when we first started this show and we were talking about companies buying other companies or being hit with fines or sued for (laughs) millions of dollars and it seemed like it was only a year Afterwards, when we first started talking about billions, and we had to specify billion with a B, and and even then, the biggest number we ever got was like five billion or something. Yeah, right now, um, 
Computer Weekly has an article here where they're calculating it. And based on all the fines Facebook could be looking at just from inside the U.S., just from the FTC, they could be hit with potentially a $2 trillion fine. That's trillion with a not B. That's two million million. Million times a million. No. Yes. It is? That's a that's a lot of zeros. Doctor Evil would be very like impressed. That's more with zeros than zeros. I can comprehend right now without writing it out. It is. <laughs> like I need no I need well at a certain point a number becomes almost meaningless because you lack any kind of comparison to it. I need to see it written down for it to mean anything. So when you say a what million that? millions, that doesn't make any sense to me. Yeah. What is that? Fifteen zeros? Twelve zeros. Twelve zeros? That's a crap that ton is, of zeros. That is a crap ton. Like, we're, we're getting up into the area where the national debt is in. Hey, I have a great idea on how to help lessen the national debt. Sue Facebook. You know, though, I don't see it. I don't see it going to that. I don't see. They may get slapped with some fines. They're, they're not going to have a $2 trillion <laughs> fine, though. Because people are going to, I mean, Facebook owns politicians. Facebook owns people. Facebook knows everything about everyone. So even if they don't currently own them, all it takes is a couple well-placed photographs and they will own them. <laughs> I don't see it happening. Well, which you're pretty sure Facebook has of everyone. Oh, yeah. I mean, even if you didn't upload it, you know, they probably got those dick pics or whatever that you almost sent, and then you realized you did, weren't supposed to do it on Facebook. That was saved for Snapchat. Um, but yeah, I mean, Facebook's got dirt on everyone. <laughs> I, I don't see, I don't see this coming down with a two trillion dollar fine. To put that into perspective, the combined wealth of all the people of the world is two hundred forty-one trillion. So it's 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 one percent of the combined world wealth. Dang. Holy crap, I hadn't even thought of it that way. Well, and then you've got Zuckerberg going out, and he said he's not going to appear before people in the EU. Uh, he says he might appear uh, before congressional hearings here in the U.S. Uh, you know the EU will just eviscerate him if they get their ch get their chance. Which is probably why he, he didn't go to the EU recently. He sent his CTO. <laughs> exactly. But he... He basically came out and said, well, you know, people agreed to this. People signed up for this and we're doing what is within our legal rights to do. And that right there is true. We did sign up for this. We gave them permission to abuse our data in the way that they abuse it. And so I don't see, I don't see it happening. I don't see these fines happening. But then on the other hand, and we've talked about this. The politicians are going to, you know, this is the hot button issue right now. They've got to get their pound of flesh so they can go back and look good to their constituents in an election year. And here, okay, so this is kind of interesting. I don't want to spend too much time on it. I feel like we've spent too much time on this already. But it, I think it's an interesting question. How do they do that? The idea of cloud-based personal information is already so hard for so much of the population to understand. Many people still don't even understand why they should care that this information yeah. is so readily available. Who cares if someone knows that I'm down the street right now? That doesn't ma matter to me, right? So many people 
still don't even understand that concept. I, I don't doubt you there. I think you're absolutely right. I think it's like any gun control issue or pornography issue or kidnapping or think of the children, whatever it takes to get them back into office, right? But how are a bunch of crusty old people who barely understand technology anyway going to try and spin a breach of personal information privacy on a product that everyone's grandma loves to use in a way that makes them look good for an election. I would hate to be the PR firm trying to spin that. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Yeah, I didn't think of it that way. That's... That has to be like the hardest job ever. Yeah, it's crazy. That's like that's like trying to that's like trying to spin the American people on voting for you because you think there's too much space trash up in our low Earth orbit. Oh, there is. Have you seen it? Holy oh, cow. oh, totally there is. <laughs> then you try and get some redneck who's too worried about whether coal is making a comeback or not, despite the fact that no one he knows works in the coal industry. You try and convince him that it's worth voting for you because of space junk. <laughs> it's the same level. I'm... I'm going to like sit down with popcorn watching them bend themselves backwards trying to figure out a way to get this in their favor. This is going to be hilarious. Uh, good times. Um, speaking of ridiculous politicians, shall we return to Rhode Island? Oh, yeah. Homeland of Scrody, the college mascot for the Rhode Island Institute of Design. Oh my gosh. Did you guys know that? I did yeah. not know that. I found that out after we posted the episode. I was trying to find the most ridiculous thing about rhode island and that popped up and i couldn't in good conscience post a picture of the mascot himself in his suit which is exactly what you think it is on our site that's like something off of community it's ex it's worse than anything they showed on community oh man um so remember that ridiculous 1984 anti-porn bill that was going to require a 20 dollar porn registration feed in order to view porn and it turned out twenty dollars per device yeah um yeah so they're kind of uh they're kind of walking that back yeah they're backtracking that a bit aren't yeah, they just a little bit just a bit um it turns out that um the bill itself was the uh the brainchild of this dude <laughs> who's trying to marry his computer for one, to protest same-sex marriages, um, who is trying to sue Apple for his uh, previous porn addiction. <laughs> and despite all, and has been charged with stalking uh, a 17-year-old girl. And he's written up this bill that has now been taken up by not just Rhode Island, but 17 other states, too. What in the actual hell? Hmm. Yeah. Okay. Well, uh, for him. well <laughs> I, I think it's interesting that the thing that caused him to kind of kind of pull back from this is Elizabeth Smart sent a cease and desist letter complaining that her name was being used without her permission to help sell the legislation. Yeah, they, now, they, she's been, they actually called it the Elizabeth Smart Bill. Yeah, <laughs> she has been very um, outspoken uh, opponent of pornography, which is understandable considering what she went through and, and all the things that happened to her in relation to pornography. Uh, 
And so I, I can, I can understand not wanting to be associated with that. But this is such a draconian law. I mean, this is, we talked about it before. This is slippery, slippery slope where, you know, they're, they're reading everything. They're the Facebook of the government at this point. Um, yeah, just not a, not a good law. Not a good law. There's much better ways to go about dealing with what, what you may or may not perceive to be a problem than giving the government complete control over everything. Mm-hmm. Yeah, go fig. Go fig. I'm just happy to see that how much that blew up in their faces before it actually got passed into law. Yeah, but did, did you say that it's being considered in 17 other states now, too? Hopefully not anymore. Uh, before I go into the next headline, uh, guys, I just sent you an image link there in our uh, our chat window. And while they're pulling that open, let's talk about Trump. Uh, is that Scrody? It is. That's Scrody. <laughs> I'm not lying. There's a surprising amount of detail in that costume. I mean, hats off to whoever made it. It could not have been easy. It must be it hard to like- make. It looks. I, I'm assuming difficult, it's a he. Schmitty, difficult. We use the term <laughs> difficult from here on out. I'm assuming it's a he. But is that a cape? Yes. So, <laughs> like I can't. Oh, just think of the him words wearing are hammer pants. <laughs> just, just think of them as hammer pants. They look like hammer pants. This is the state who said that porn was an epidemic and they needed to charge $20 per device. <laughs> so let's, from one pair to another, let's talk about Trump. Um, he's going after Amazon. Sorry, just before we do this, <laughs> you've got to post that image. So that people know as they're listening to this. No, I don't. Because people can listen to this and Google it themselves. This is true. Oh. Google is uh, is still out there. Yeah. Oh my gosh, Rhode Island, you are wrong. You are okay. just wrong. Which, which link are we on? I okay, right there. We're on Trump. Sorry, yeah. Am- sorry. Okay, Trump and Amazon. <laughs> yeah. Um, okay, so Trump tweeted this: "I have stated my concerns with Amazon long before the election, which he capitalizes for some reason." Unlike others, they pay little to no or no taxes to state and local governments, use our postal system as their delivery boy, causing tremendous loss to the U.S., and are putting many thousands of retailers out of business. Um, look, I know we have a politically diverse listenership. I hope we have a politically diverse listenership. It's important to have diversity in opinions. But this is basically wrong on every level. Now, first off, are the three of us in agreement why he's actually posting this? I believe so. It's because he hates Jeff Bezos. Oh, yeah. Because Jeff Bezos owns the Washington Post. And he's Jeff Bezos is richer than Donald Trump. Well, that's probably true, too, actually. I hadn't considered that, but you're probably right. Yeah, I, his hands are probably also much larger. Huge. I mean, huge. The guy was in Star Trek. Did you see that? His hands were huge in that. Huge. Huge. Um, okay. So first off, uh, Amazon doesn't have to pay taxes in states where they don't exist. That's not... Physically. Yeah. That's not me saying that. That's the Supreme Court saying that. That being said, Amazon currently pays state 
and federal taxes in all of their locations in, I want to say... 45 states. 45 states. Yeah. 45 different states. And the five states that they don't is because they don't have a physical location there. Yeah. Um, as for the postal system, well, A, did you know that the USPS is not actually a government agency? They're just heavily subsidized. They are an extension of the executive branch of the federal government. They are not a government agency, per se. And second, Amazon is pretty much what's keeping the entire USPS afloat at this point. (laughs) Pretty much. Yeah. Yeah. The only reason we're even adding this in here is because of the Amazon spin on on this headline. You will see headlines about this. Um, no, guess what? Amazon is paying their taxes because, you know, the law makes them. Or because they get kickbacks from the states in which they collect those taxes where they get to keep some of it, you know, a little something for them. Right. Go buy yourself something nice. Which, by the way, if you have an issue with that, take it up with the state. Yeah, every, every state does it. Every company does it. Not every company, but the big ones. Yeah. Walmart was doing it long before Amazon was around. Yeah. Well, yeah, but Walmart, the Walton family don't own a newspaper who's constantly talking bad about you in the public eye. No, but they do their own shipments. Yeah, this is true. This and Amazon will do soon, too. <laughs> so, um, Okay, I think that gets out of... Oh, no, no, we got one more. I was going to actually hold this off till the last headline, but we might as well bring it up now with Microsoft. This is kind of cool. Microsoft has posted out a memo to all employees uh, talking about a shakeup in the structure of um, the, the corporate structure there. And I know what you're thinking. Every time a company says this, it means layoffs, tons and tons of layoffs. What they're doing, though, here is, and I'll, I'll cut right through all the, the mumbo-jumbo and the feel-good jargon that he has here because this is an internal memo. They're essentially splitting off their devices team from their Windows team. They combined the two for a long time. And with that, we got things like the Surface and the Surface Book. And that's great. Those are great things. But, Schmitty and I have talked about this for years on this very show. Many people forget Microsoft actually used to provide some of the best keyboards and mouse, computer mouses out there. Yes, that's proper English. I used joysticks. Yeah, and joysticks. Oh my gosh, their game controllers were insane. I still have a couple of my sidewinders back in storage here. And their headsets. And I had a router. I had a Microsoft router that was ahead of its time by light years. (laughs) Yeah, and bulletproof. And people forget that. They think of Microsoft as, oh, M dollar sign because you guys are children. Um, (laughs) But they weren't just some window shill company who were breaking everything you loved about the start menu. They developed, designed, and built some incredible, affordable hardware way before Razer ever came around or Logitech even came around. And so this is actually quite exciting if they're going to go back to that. Yeah. it's. I would love to have a Microsoft mouse again. That's not, not like one that comes with just a... You know, well, you can still buy a Microsoft mouse, but they're weird now. Yeah, they're they're not like they used to be. They're not at all like they because they're Surface branded. You know, the Surface mouse, and yeah. it's trying to be a component, a uh, companion to the Surface. It's just weird. 
It just looks weird. <laughs> so this is really cool. Yeah. Um, let's go into Apple. Did you guys see the the headlines this week? Uh, Brian Tong of CNET uh, tweeted out about it, about the exciting new iPad, and he was being heavily sarcastic. And I was sitting there going, what new iPad? I don't understand. And then Apple itself came out and said, are you ready to relearn the iPad all over? The exciting new, incredible, brand new from the ground up iPad. I'm like, oh, was there, what, wait, what? Did I miss something? Well, sure enough, the, uh, the Apple store went offline for most of a day while they retooled it, and suddenly it launched, and there's a new iPad. The new 2018 iPad, and man, is this thing exciting. It's It has a 9.7-inch display, just like every other iPad before it, um, and it has iOS, just like every other iPad before it, um, and it has a 10-hour battery life, like nearly every iPad before it. Um, <laughs> LTE options, like every single iPad before it. No, I take that back. I'm sorry. Some of them just had 4G. Um, <laughs> this one can take a stylus, though. Yes, it can. The Apple Pencil. Um, because they couldn't call it Apple Stylus. I don't know. Now, and but a, you haven't talked about the price yet. And a new and the A10 Fusion chip. Okay. Okay. Um, the new one will be offered at $329, starting at, just like last year. Unless you are in a school, and then they're willing to cut $30 off that. For the children. Yep, for the children. But the Apple Pencil still is sold separately. <laughs> for $90. <laughs> yeah. Or 100 if you're not in a school. Um, now, this is... Uh, when the, when the iPad first came out, um, I don't remember how long ago, six, five years ago, six years ago, um, a lot of people were saying, oh, this would be perfect for schools, but it was always too expensive for schools. And so this, uh, they've finally gotten to the point where they're, they're starting to become more affordable for the schools. And, they're, they're, and not only that, but they are advertising them for schools. Okay, so um, my local elementary school that my kids go to, okay, average class size, 30 students per class. Average amount of classes per grade, uh, four. Okay, so about 120 kids per grade. Um, it's a K through six, but we won't include kindergarten. We'll just go first grade through six. And I have a very specific reason for that we'll get into. That comes to $215, sorry, $215,280. Mm-hmm. To outfit that school, nearly a quarter of a million dollars. That's for one school. Right. There are four elementary schools in my area. Keep in mind, though, the schools are already budgeting that for Chromebooks. Well, that is what gets me into my next thing. See, the reason I concluded first grade all the way to sixth grade is because my kids have had Chromebooks since first grade, mm-hmm. and their average Chromebook that they've been using has re- averaged ninety nine dollars. Oh, okay. Well, I, I always assume they were using the, the 150 or $200 ones. Well, let's say they They're are. Still cheaper, Let, let's but. say they are. Uh, ours aren't because, hey, we, we're not fancy rich like you, evidently. <laughs> uh, but let's say... Not all of us can drive a Tesla. Yeah. <laughs> uh, but let's say, okay, so we're looking at 720 students, 
Okay, if we're assuming 120 students per grade, six grades, that's 720 students. Uh, let's take that times the $150 one. That's still 108,000. Mm-hmm. That's less than half. That's great, Apple. Wow. I'm ready to experience a whole new iPad that's exactly like every other freaking iPad, except there's a pencil to it. Uh, that's still too expensive for most American public schools. <laughs> so is that seriously like the main change is that it comes with a freaking stylus? No, it doesn't come with buy, it. You can buy a freaking stylus? Yeah. Yeah. Uh, but it's the Apple stylus. That's stupid. It is unbelievably stupid, which is why it's so funny that, again, Brian Tong, who is CNET's Apple editor, went on the sarcastic warpath on Twitter about how stupid this was. That just, oh my gosh, that just fascinates me. Yeah. That Apple keeps churning out the same crap over and over again. Well, and the reason why they threw it out there so fast and with so little hubbub is because, as it turns out... Google is about to launch their new Chrome OS tablet. Yeah, that's coming around the corner, isn't it? Yep, it's the Acer Chromebook Tab 10. Um, it looks very familiar. It looks like most any other Android tablet, but it's not Android. It's Chrome OS. It's a full-fledged... I can't say that, can I? It's not full-fledged, but it's much more fledged... <laughs> uh, <laughs> More fully fledged. <laughs> more fully fledged, more complete operating system for them to use. But it can also run Android apps seamlessly. So it can run both. It can run Chrome OS apps and Android apps. Which is confusing because didn't Google announce about six months ago that they were shuttering the Chrome OS? I thought or, so. Now that you say that out loud. Maybe. This one is different, though, in that it includes a Wacom stylus that doesn't need a battery and actually holsters inside the tablet itself. Included. Sounds pretty good. Yeah. Hey, um, um guess how much it costs? Talk- exactly the same as the iPad. <laughs> Darn. Okay. While we're talking about tech that's coming back and being regurgitated or, you know, whatever. John McGeer just tweeted something out that's interesting. Oh, he's still alive? He is. He said, it's true, we're bringing back the most loved and iconic device ever, but we're doing it in a whole new way. Introducing the T-Mobile Sidekicks. It's everything you loved about the Sidekick on your feet. I'm so sorry. My brain went completely blank. I forgot that he was the CEO of T-Mobile. I thought we were talking about the former CEO of McAfee. Yeah. Was, I, I, I don't know where I was going with that. <laughs> but so T-Mobile's bringing back the Sidekick. That turned a so, perfectly good smart-ass moment into a dumb-ass moment. <laughs> it happens. Everything we loved about the Sidekick. You mean nothing? <laughs> um, that Paris Hilton used one. That doesn't say anything. And that when their servers went down, it took everyone's information with it. That is true. I mean, it was it was a good way to get like personal information out onto the internet. So yay for that. But yeah, I just saw that and I thought it was appropriate that it's a shoe with a screen in it. This is this has got to be an April Fool's joke. It's not April Fool's Day yet, though. But look at it. It's a phone. It's a shoe with the freaking screen on it. It's 
What? <laughs> it's an April Fool's joke. It's a total April Fool's joke. It's an April Fool's joke three days before April Fool's. Look at that stupid smart touch screen. And em- emojis appear up on your on the tip of your shoe when you tap someone else's shoe. Yeah, this is this is not real. <laughs> How about the screen on the bottom of the shoe that says "F Yeah, Colin Franklin." <laughs> Uh, bonus slide out screen, a screen that slides out from the sole of the shoe because you already have a screen on the bottom. You, you, T-Mobile sidekicks are the world's first smart shoe phone. Uh, we just got it's trolled by Zoner. Zoner, what the crap, man? <laughs> Dude, it's John Legear. This is like a legit thing. He just tweeted it out like an hour ago. I like the hazard avoidance, though, where it actually like identified that it was about to walk into poop, and so it threw up the poop emoji. Poop emoji, yeah, that's perfect. Warning. <laughs> oh, boy. This is great. And the laces are... its That's how you plug it in. It's with the laces. Oh, hey. Yes. Let's scroll down a bit. April Fool's. Well, the shoes are real, but the high-tech smart shoe phone is not yet. <laughs> that's funny. Get your pair. Zoner. Why are they doing... Why are they doing April Fool's jokes three days early? Why are you bringing this up to us mid-recording? <laughs> Because this I is our last episode, dude. <laughs> this is our last episode. I know. Before I'm never going to get to derail us again. Throwback <laughs> Thursday. Hey, you remember the time that Zonner completely screwed up an episode by falling for an April Fool's joke before April Fool's on the air? So basically it went like this. <laughs> it basically just told us someone tweeted about something that doesn't exist. Okay, moving on. Jeez. Oh my gosh. See, I didn't do the research. I just saw the tweet and I thought I'd mention it. And I read you the tweet exactly as it appeared. Sausages. That was a whole bag full of sausages right there. (laughs) Sausage Sausage party. Uh, Let's uh, let's go into some more fun here. Snap is laying off more people. Yay! This time they listen to us. It's from the marketing department. (laughs) <laughs> they are um when are they just going to go out of business leave us i i don't think they will i think that the new the new way that tech companies work is you fail and you fail and you fail and you rack up uh billions of dollars in losses just look at uber um oh they already settled with that woman's family did you hear no. they already settled Uber did? Yeah. No, no, uh, this of course is talking about the one who was hit by their automated car. Um, yeah, they, they've already settled and paid out already. Just that, that happened insanely fast. How do they have any money to pay out? But maybe they paid I in Uber stock. They probably did. It's <laughs> here's a free year of Uber rides. <laughs> yeah. Here's, here's some free vouchers. Hold on to this for a few months. It'll be worth something. We promise. But no, I think tech companies, they just fail and fail and fail. And if they have any sort of a user base at all, they don't suffer any sort of consequences for their failures. They just keep chugging along as... I think what they try and do here is when it gets to this point, they just start trying to trim the overhead to the point where they suddenly look profitable on paper and then try and sell. <laughs> no, I'm dead yeah, serious. Everyone, except for like the top five employees and then... And then, hey, look at us. We have such a low operating cost and our projected income was this and our valuation was this when we went public. Don't you want to buy our company? I, I'm dead serious. I think that's how they do it. <laughs> that right there is... Um, 
quite, I, I think that's probably quite spot on. We may be watching right now their death throes. If we see them by the end of the year, not that we'll know, because of course, once we stop recording this episode, the three of us will cease to exist. But by the end of the year, we will see them acquired by some other company. By you know, I, I, I actually keep wondering if Facebook is going to buy them. Wasn't that a rumor a couple of years ago? Yeah, that, that was on the table, actually, when they first started uh, getting valued so highly. Um, and finally, more depressing news, spe- Meltdown, Spectre. Yeah, just as predicted, more vulnerabilities found. Remember the uh, the the crapshoot law of Zoner? If a company oh, yeah. says that there's one or two vulnerabilities, just assume it's all the vulnerabilities. <laughs> That's the hack Zoner thing, right? Yeah. So, yeah. Well, while we're talking, hashtag hack Zoner. Oh, right. This just happened. Yeah. We just found out about this before we started recording. Jeez. Today. We have another data breach, and guess who was affected? All of us. Uh, Except me. My f- <laughs> the MyFitnessPal community sent out an email, or excuse me, to the MyFitnessPal community from Paul Phipps, the chief digital officer, the CDO. Of, That's not um, a thing, Paul. I, I don't think it is. Your IT admin, just like the rest maybe of us. he is digital. Maybe, maybe Paul Phipps is like the Siri of MyFitnessPal. Ooh. That'd he doesn't cool. actually exist. When this is all over, he'll be deleted, so no one actually loses a job. There you go. Yes. But, anyway. um, yeah, uh, on March 25th, 2018, uh, MyFitnessPal became aware that during February of this year, an unauthorized party acquired data associated with MyFitnessPal user accounts. Uh, the affected information included usernames, email addresses, and hashed passwords. See, this uh, doesn't affect me because I'm fat and lazy. <laughs> and see, I've recorded meals every day on my fitness pal for one thousand and forty some odd days, and it pisses me off because when I hit one thousand, they couldn't figure out how to add an extra digit to it, so they started me off at one. <laughs> <laughs> wow! Wow! <laughs> that's that's. It's, yeah, they, did, it, they didn't think anyone was going to stick to their diet for that long. <laughs> it's not that hard. All right, guys, that's our, our headlines. I want to really quick kind of go back. When we started this show, well, first off, we started the site as a place where the three of us could just kind of vent or rant or write really geeky things that our wives were tired of us putting on uh, the family sites, the family blogs. Yeah, remember when blogging was a huge thing? Yeah. Crazy stuff. Yeah. Remember before blogging was a huge thing? Live journal? We do. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, Let's see here. Seven years ago. So this seems like a really sick uh, April Fool's joke. It's not. Our first episode came out on April Fool's of 2011. 2011. Yeah. Um, The Saga Begins. And the website was launched about the same time three years before that. So it seems like everything always comes back around this time. We didn't really plan it that way here. Um, it was just kind of time for us to move on. Um, now, it's funny, as we were just thinking about it, and Schmidt pointed out, man, if only we had one more episode, we have 365. But, dear listener, we actually do have another one, because we have the special episode we had on Sopa Pippa years ago. 
Um, so we actually have 365 episodes with this one. If, and they'll all stay up on the site for as long as we can. All of our previous episodes will always be on StolenDroids.com. So if you want, you could go back and listen to us once a day for an entire year. I don't know why you do that. Our own wives don't do that. Like in person, my wife tries not to listen to me. <laughs> I don't blame her. I mean, I've heard me. But let's take a look at this. I mean, we have successfully toppled BlackBerry. <laughs> Evidently, we just got a hundred people at Snap fired. I had no idea we were so influential in our time here, but we fixed Sony's hacks and breaches. Yeah, we did. I mean, I know we keep talking about all the cool people we've met and uh, and the fans we've gotten. Dude, we have fans. The weirdest thing for me was when I was at a Weird Al concert and somebody heard me speaking and knew who I was based on my voice. Oh, it I... freaked my family out. Schmidt, you had a co-worker. That happened to me um, my first week at uh, when I worked at Clear Lake. And a guy by the name of Jason, he's like, wait, you sound like, are you Schmitty? <laughs> I'm like, yeah, I listen to your podcast. <laughs> so that was, that was pretty cool. So that was the first time that it really like hit me in public. They're like, oh, I, I reach a lot of people. Okay. Seven years, it still hasn't happened for me. <laughs> and you don't have a forgettable voice. That's, You'd that's think, weird. right? Unless you hear my brother. My brother, and we've had my brother on the show, actually. Yeah, we, we have. We, we've had, uh, he goes by Idisium, um, when he, when he's been on the show. We had Alexander on the show a few times. We've had, we've had quite a few people. Has Ruff been on the show? Ruff has been on a show yeah. once. Yeah. We had the guys from, uh, oh geez, Google at a glance on one week. We had that. <laughs> That's not even a podcast anymore. We had that drunk girl, <laughs> that drunk tech blogger on. Remember? That was awesome. She completely screwed up the first 20 minutes of the episode, and we had to go back and re-record the first 20 minutes. Only she had been steadily drinking throughout the hour. So when she <laughs> first recorded, the first 20 minutes were sober to mildly buzzed. And when we went back and re-recorded, she goes from being drunk to just sloshed. And then suddenly at like the 21-minute mark, she's back to buzzed. <laughs> I must have missed that episode. It, it was awesome. <laughs> oh, we've gone through painful interviews. I mean, interviews that are mostly dead silence. And then finally, the guy going, uh-huh. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I've I've been um, lucky to ir have irritated many a celebrity with my questioning, my line of questioning. You got a strip show from a uh, stage comedian, from, from a stand-up comedian. You and your wife did. We did. We did. Oh, while you were interviewing him. Yeah, he, he took off his clothes and had to get out on stage and do a set. It was, um, yeah, it was something. <laughs> we've had some good times on this. We've had, we've had a lot of good times. Yeah. What's funny is the things that haven't changed. We were talking about Facebook seven years ago. And iOS. And Google. Yeah. Superman. <clears throat> yeah. Uh, Kevin Costner. Was... Self-driving cars weren't a thing, though. 
drones weren't a thing. Well, we were all still waiting for flying cars back then. Dude, I think you're confusing that with like the 80s, 90s. Oh, <laughs> uh, no. Sorry, that's the Jetsons. I was in my <laughs> 20s when we started this show. Zonor, that was three kids ago for you. <laughs> yeah, yeah, I've had three children in the last 10 years. And you look that I didn't have. You, yeah, I was about to say your figure's looking great for it, man. I mean, really, it is. You know, I, I work hard. I watch what I eat. You know, Schmitty, that was two kids ago for you. Yeah, I had discs in my neck when we started this. He's now partially cyborg. It's true. I, I am. I am. And I, I look forward to it. You know, the robots will uprise, and my my cybernetic calf will will lord over you all. So worship. what what are we looking at going forward? I know we can't really commit to anything, the three of us, but I know our <laughs> listeners are probably wondering, so is this it? Are you guys really just disappearing? Well, I think I think we'll do the best to keep the site alive and as uh, as we continue to find things that interest us online, we'll we'll post them to the site. I at least personally, I I haven't posted a lot myself, but I continue to I, I plan to continue doing that. I, I plan to do that as well. I mean, the site was designed originally. The entire intent of it in the first place was never as podcasting. This is just kind of a happy accident that happened. Yeah. And one that I never thought was going to keep going. You know, I remember we got feedback. And it was like, holy crap, someone listens to us. Someone listens to us? <laughs> and then, I mean, we've we've had listeners... In every country but North Korea over the years. Yeah, that we know. Uh, we've had, and we know why North Korea doesn't, because the whole <laughs> no power thing. Um, Kim, Kim Jong-un Kim Jong Un listens to us. Well, yeah, it's well, they probably do listen to us, but it's like recorded and other cassettes and things and A-tracks and whatnot and smuggled over the border, but we just don't get analytics back from that. It's a ratings that, thing, you understand. That could be, that could be. Number one podcast um, in North Korea. The, but the image of uh, imagining someone listening to us on a tape deck on a reel to reel. Oh boy! Oh, it is the newest episode of the Imperialist Droids. <laughs> Can't wait to hear what happens to the Barackberry. Will Barackberry be coming here soon? Oh goodness! Oh, the racism. Oh, well, you know, it wouldn't be a Stolen Droids podcast if we didn't talk about racism. True. Or, or committed we, it. Or committed it, yes. It also wouldn't be a Stolen Droids podcast if we didn't say dick pic, which I took care of earlier. So Ex- we're good. Indeed. <laughs> um, so basically, it's time for our favorites. We used to have a fast lane, remember that? Yeah. We yeah. did. That was fun. Our favorites. Um, mine this week, and Schmidt actually gave me this idea. It's my very, very first favorite from seven years ago. And I had to look at this and go, what the crap was I thinking? Um, this tells you exactly what was happening at the time. So it is a French animation about the three big pigs. It's an Angry Birds parody where the pigs are played by Gaddafi. Yeah. Um, the head of, um, Egypt at the time. And basically these pigs are, are controlling everything. And then angry birds in the form of tweets, cause you know, they're angry birds come and knock down their houses. 
Uh, you can't actually see it anymore, but the page is still there. It just doesn't load the video. <laughs> but what the crap was I thinking? <laughs> <laughs> uh, it was a different era, man. It definitely was different. Uh, and, <clears throat> and just further proof that it was a different era, this is what I was excited about seven years ago. Google um, had officially had announced that they were releasing a new feature called the Plus One. Oh yeah! <laughs> they were adding they were adding the Plus One to your search, search results. So when you were searching for web pages, there was a, a, an icon right next to it where you could hit click Plus One, meaning you liked this, um, and and it would the, the purpose of it was so it could continue to serve up more relevant search results to you. Which is a good idea, right? You you want more relevant search results. They were already doing that in a way, but they couldn't tell the difference between one you clicked on and one that you clicked on that you actually liked. Um, well, <clears throat> I guess, you know, fast forward seven years and they don't have that anymore. They have better ways of telling whether or not you like that site. But it, it kind of showed where we were headed in, in terms of technology. We see Amazon and Netflix doing that now with a lot of things. Um, and so it... it it's just a good indication of how how we've gotten through the years with uh, advertising and getting better results for things. So, kind of interesting. Yeah, that was groundbreaking tech back then, man. Yeah. That, yeah. that was awesome. And then, you know, eventually we get the, the Google Plus community, which one of these days is going to take off. <laughs> <laughs> one of these days. Sure. I mean, I'm, st- I'm still holding out hope. <laughs> So seven years ago, uh, my favorite was an article from howtogeek.com on how to boost your, your Wi-Fi network signal and basically beef up your router using DDWRT. Apparently, I could see the way that the internet was going and the way the technology was going better than you guys could because DDWRT is still really kind of prevalent out there. In fact, it comes installed it's by default on, <laughs> yeah, I mean, it has become the standard. Now, it's not the best out there, but it's still pretty dang good. So, I mean, I, I, I'm glad that, that my favorite held up held up pretty good. Although, I do know I've had some favorites over the years that were complete turds. Mm-hmm. <laughs> some of them uh, literal turds. But, but looking back, they're all still pretty awesome, especially, you know, that video you did for me, Schmidt, when Hitler discovered the poop in the stairwell. Oh, yeah. Uh, good those times. Are, those are, those are <laughs> such good times. Such good times. All right. Well, what a way to go out. Uh, a hoax. Talking about poop, as poop, we do. Hitler, racist, sausage. Sausage. Basically. Basically, basically, thank you all so much for the last seven years with us on this journey. Thank you for listening, tuning in, hopefully every week, you know, thank you for your support with our Patreon, with helping support us when we've gone up for the podcast awards. Uh, and if anything new comes from this space, you guys will be the first to know it. Um, you can still friend us on Facebook, you know, heck you can track us down and friend us on our actual Facebooks, except Schmitty, because he'll be in a bunker in the mountains. <laughs> um, and chances are good. I mean, statistically speaking, you guys all probably have Zoner's personal information now anyway. That's probably <laughs> true. <laughs> uh, so, If not, it's available on the dark web. Um, just one final time. Cheers. Live wine for real this time. Have a good day.